Hey, it's Taylor Harrington here. I'm the host of On Your Team, a podcast by Groove. Groove is the co-working app for creative entrepreneurs. So it feels right to have a whole bunch of conversations with creative entrepreneurs like you. We're here to talk about the amazing humans who have supported us along our journeys and the lessons we've learned so that you can learn from them too. Together, we're redefining what it means to have people on your team when you're a team of one. Let's go ahead and get to it. Crystal, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. I can't wait to shine a light on who you are as a human. You just bring this energy through a screen that is infectious. And I can't wait to have like a deeper conversation about the work that you do because I think it's going to help so many listeners try to rein in the messiness that comes with being a business owner and figure out oh, yeah. how the heck to organize it. So welcome mm. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Tell me a little bit about this business that you've built and why you're passionate about it. Almost eight long years ago, <laughs> in a town <laughs> far, far away, I decided that I guess I grew up knowing that my mom juggled a lot as a parent and then she met my stepdad and they got married and happily ever after six kids combined. And I watched them like do so much good work in the world and provide for us. And I also had an awareness as a kid that's like, how are my parents managing going to work every day? And just knowing, hoping, wishing, and praying that all six kids are getting home okay. So when before I started my business eight years ago, from that knowledge of my childhood, I said, you know what? I don't want to keep working for corporate America anymore. I want to work full time for myself so I don't have to choose between when I do have kids, how I'm going to balance being present and available and having the flexibility to be available. And so I started my business as a virtual assistant, leveled up, dabbled in a little social media management, didn't really love it. And the more and more I kept doing virtual assistant work, I kept coming back to setting up workflows and systems and things for productivity for the businesses that I was serving. And I niched down to system setups. And here we are all these years later, helping businesses thrive. And it's so it's so beautiful to see something that I'm passionate about, such as just having the flexibility to be present and to define your own success definition, like what success looks like to you, that it may not look like big house, big car, a million dollars in the bank. It may just look like my bills are on auto pay. I'm present to pick up my kids and drop them off at school. I can do homework with them every day. And then I can take the time to do what I need to do in my personal life. Being able to do that with workflows and systems for my business and then setting up that for others so they can have that too has been such a great experience for me and something that I'm so passionate about because it feels like I'm like bettering the world with systems um, and workflows, which is so cool because the life that I influence for that entrepreneur means that they can pour in the lives of their kids, which means their kids can grow up to be great members and humans of society that can do the same with their superpowers. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love the passion and the story behind this. Like, I love that it started in noticing something in your life at a young age of like, hmm, there's something here about like, how the heck are my parents doing all of this? And then yeah. recognizing that organization really played a role in that. 
I think what's so interesting about having you as a guest on the show too, is that you work with entrepreneurs, like those are your clients. So can you tell me a little bit, yeah, can you tell me a little bit about like, who are the humans that you work with normally? Mm -hmm. And also, is there anything unexpected, like an unexpected tip that you can share with the audience that might be like, hmm, I might want to set up a workflow? <laughs> I specialize in helping service-based entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and small teams. Um, and I help them to set up their systems and workflows, mainly with the focus of helping them to deliver their services and to just generally work with their daily work routine every day with ease. I feel like a lot of people don't have that. They just want to log in. I hear it all the time. I just want to log in and know everything I'm supposed to do, know where I'm supposed to be. I want to look in one place and it tells me what I'm supposed to do today. And so if I was to tell anyone everything, just sit down and don't think about all the things you're hearing out there trend wise. Everyone's going to talk about the notions and the air tables and this CRM and that CRM and this thing and that thing. And instead of from system hopping from one thing to another based upon trends, I always tell people to sit back and just think about the type of scenarios that come up in your business that you need to manage. And that's what you need to create workflows from. And then you will choose your software based upon what workflows you need and how you need to execute. So then you're using the right software for the job and for your business model and not just continuously systems hopping based upon trends and feeling like you're in a perpetual state of starting over all the time. Yeah. Wow. It kind of reminds me of like that. I feel like there's a better name for it rather than what I'm about to describe, but like this Uh like therapy trend where you say like, okay, I want to change something in my life. Let me notice how it shows up in the next week or two weeks Mm -hmm. before I actually make the change. And it's interesting to hear you talk about like that noticing stage of like, Mm -hmm. what is it about your current system that's actually not working for you? Because you have to have that awareness to notice it before you actually make the change. Yeah. I literally had two discovery calls with clients today with potential clients and they're all just looking at me like so confused as I'm talking about things. And it's just because a lot of people don't have that sense of awareness. They just come up and say, hey, I need you to set up all of ClickUp for me or all of Notion for me or all of this software for me. And the second that I say, but what are you using it for? Oh, well, just everything that I need for my business. Okay, but what do you need for your business? Because that determines your price and your build out and what we're building out. And Mm. again, we have all these gurus out here talking about, you should have systems for your business. You should be productive and use this software and you should do this and that. And you have all these people telling you about systems, but they have no clue. They just know that it can be a sexy topic, right? In the business world and the entrepreneur world or freelancer world. And we kind of got to understand that we do have to have that sense of awareness Mm -hmm. about what we are using these softwares for, because you got to build out a workflow. Just setting up your system means you're just setting up your settings. You're setting up workflows to say, hey, I need to do X. What are the steps to get from A, B, C to get all the way to X to get X done, right? Mm -hmm. Not just, oh, I'm going to use ClickUp to do X. Okay, but how are you going to use ClickUp to do X? What tasks do you need? What, you know, you kind of got to have that sense of awareness. Well, that's the hard part, right? Is like the awareness is the hard part. The easy part is like, well, all my friends use Notion and and everyone that I read online Mm -hmm. uses Notion. So I think I should use Notion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that leads to a lot of overwhelm. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. like, as you've created your own systems, 
how has overwhelm shown up in that process of oh. trying to see how, oh gosh, there are so many different ways that I could create my own system. Yeah. How, how has overwhelm shown up for you? Overwhelm has shown up for me in the fact that I always want to just take every client under my wing and fix everything for them. <laughs> and it is because I know what the right way of systems to do. I typically always, almost always kind of talk myself out of a job, in a, which is probably not a good business practice. But sometimes I talk myself out of a job because I want them to understand what is entailed. And that can cause overwhelm for me either in scope creep because I end up like, oh, I can't do this setup until I fix this little tiny thing over here first. <laughs> and so I want to go over there and fix that thing for them before I go, you know, set up the thing I've been paid for. And that can cause me some overwhelm. But I would say this for anyone out there, if you're listening and you're overwhelmed with systems, Please do yourself a favor. I always call it the don't be a lazy entrepreneur mindset. Okay. So when you go to someone for marketing and ads and all this thing, and they ask you, who's your ideal client? And you immediately cringe because you don't know the answer. It's because you're being too lazy to sit down and define what that looks like and who your ideal client is so that your marketing efforts can actually be effective. It's the mm. same thing with your systems. If we are not willing to sit down and map out our workflow, if I onboard a client, what does that workflow look like? If I offboard a client, what does that workflow look like? If I need to create a mood board for a client, what does that workflow look like? To figure out what are the the mindset details I need to know in order to choose my software effectively, in order to know what automations I need effectively, just coming up to someone and saying, set up my systems for me is not going to do it. We need to know what we're going to set up, what we're going to do, what's the game plan. So create yourself a good, you know, detailed game plan to know what workflows you need and what you need to set up. And I promise you, you'll know exactly all the software features you're going to need just by looking at that flow chart to say, oh, I need to send out invoices. Then this CRM I choose needs to have an invoicing feature. Okay. Same thing. Great. Yeah. I think it's a lot about like reclaiming your own time too, mm -hmm. of like, I'm sure your clients get back so many hours of their day once they've got this workflow in place. <laughs> Absolutely. This, you know, it's a funny story. I've hear it so many times. I'll tell a client, hey, let's automate this thing. Well, I don't really need to automate that because it only takes me a couple of seconds. Mm. Right? Oh, a couple of seconds means that you're not going to have the ability to do what you need to do um, because all those little seconds add up, right? So instead of you spending time on that little admin work with all those seconds that add up to hours and weeks and months and years over your lifespan of your business, you could essentially be automating something, get that off your plate and go be doing something else that's revenue generating or go speak somewhere for a big payout or go focus on the social media content you haven't had time to plan in months, that kind of thing <laughs> versus that task that only takes you a few minutes to complete or a few seconds to do. Those seconds add up to lots of time wasted and you don't want that. Wow. I, I want to like give some snaps to that. <laughs> I'm also, now that I'm hearing you say this, I'm like, uh-oh, what am I doing that's taking me a few seconds that are adding up? Because that's so true. Those mm -hmm. seconds add up, those minutes add up. 
especially like I was in a workshop yesterday where someone was talking about the zone of genius, actually Mm -hmm. a, a fellow Groover, her name's Victoria Cumberbatch. And she was talking about the zone of genius and how like, if you dedicate 80 or 70% of your day to the zone of genius of doing mm-hmm. tasks that you're just like really in your zone, wh- how, you know, in order to do that, you've got to free up a bunch of yeah. your time and say yes and say no to things. And so I think there's a theme here around mm-hmm. like knowing yourself enough so that you can make those decisions. Exactly. Because if you don't, then how can you make a smart decision about how to spend your time? And that's that's the hard work. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And, I, and people always think that, oh, I need to go set up a workflow on my CRM. Or, oh, I need to go set up this thing in this software. Oh, I need to do this. And I tell people all the time, you have to start with the structure and the baseline and the foundation that you're going to build yeah. all your workflows, CRMs, project management tools off of. And guess what that is? Your own time your own calendar, where you're supposed to be when, what days are you going to take calls and meetings on? What days are you going to do client work on? What day is going to be your admin and strategy day for a CEO time to plan and strategize for your business and figure out what you're even going to sell and how you're going to sell it so you can actually execute the way you need to for the rest of the business. So if you can get that under control and know what you're supposed to do on what days and where you're supposed to be when, then you can build good solid workflows and appointment schedulers and project management softwares off of those themes so you're not getting overwhelmed and everything that you're actually doing and building for your business is based upon the schedule and Mm. work lifestyle and work routine that you want to have not let me just do all these things and then let me throw it all together and then now let me figure out how i'm going to manage all of that with my time no you say this is what i ideally want my time to look like and my work schedule to look like now let's fit everything and formulate everything around that flexibility so you're not trying to fit life in business Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or try to squeeze time in with your family because you're working so much. No, your life will be your primary objective and the business fits in between. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Wow. Now I'm feeling inspired. I'm like, wait, (laughs) what action can I take today? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Time block. Yeah. Time block. Yeah. And I think just like you said, like I'm so, yeah, it's just, I'm just in real time reflecting, like what are those little things that I make up Mm -hmm. the excuse of not creating a better flow for because I think, well, it only takes you a few minutes. So Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's usually, you know, it's funny. It's almost always Mm -hmm. two things or three things. I feel like this is like the juicy secret. Like we're getting close to the mic. These are the three (laughs) sabotagers of all things, sanity and productivity. It is being on a meeting every day, all day, all the time. Guys, ladies, Dogs, cats, and birds, pick a day or two of the week that you do meetings on. And those are the only days you take meetings. I take meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So guess what I'm doing today? I'm doing a podcast with you on a Tuesday or Thursday where it fits into my schedule. Number two, organize your inbox, okay? So that you are being proactive instead of reactive and then getting stuck in there all day versus being able to do the tasks that are actually on your to-do list with a to-do day today, you know, versus like, okay, I'm just going to check my email for a few minutes at 8 a.m. And then you look up and it's 4.30 and you're still in your email inbox, right? So 
our meetings, our inbox, and then hunting for files to get started with our work. Organize your Google Drive folder and your Dropbox folder, whatever you got. So you're Mm. not in a state of like having to search for files and images and things to send to people. Where was that one thing? I needed to find this one picture or this one PDF so I can send it to such and such. Well, you could have sent that to the person that you needed to send it to in two minutes versus looking for it for an hour that sabotaged your work day. And every time we get distracted, um, don't quote me on the exact number of minutes, but I read an article several years ago that stated every time you get distracted, it takes you 30 to 45 minutes to find your groove again, pun intended. You know what I mean? Um, to just kind of find your way back to your focus. You know, those autopilot times where you're like, oh man, like this was fun. I looked up and it's like been three hours and I've been working and it's actually been fun. And I didn't feel like I was stressed out the whole time. I felt like I was in that good, sweet autopilot mode where just time flew and I had fun doing what I was doing. Just like, I, we all know what that feels like, but we definitely know what it feels like when that concentration gets broken. And then it's hard to get ourselves back into that. And then our anxiety levels rise because we're not back in our sweet spot. So if you can create some foundational productivity structure to keep those interruptions from happening, you can stay in that zone of genius and that autopilot feel good mode with your lo-fi music playing in the background, feeling like you're not working even though you are. Yes. Oh my gosh. 110%. Yes. To all of those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, those, yeah, that was so practical. And I love those three. It's like now folks can get into that sweet, sweet groove, as you said, Mm -hmm. and stay in it longer if they've done the work Mm -hmm. to do this. And how long would you say it takes people usually to kind of get, get that sorted, to get those three things in order? You know, is that like, if someone's listening and they're like, wow, I really want to organize my inbox. Mm -hmm. How long do you think that might take them to do that? Well, I do have shortcuts on my website for this. My gosh. It can generally take an hour per those three items. So depending on like, of course, if you have 20,000 emails in your inbox, it might take you a little bit longer, but it could take you only an hour, say, to set up the foundational structure Mm -hmm. for the, how that inbox is organized. So you can go ahead and start using the routine that, you know, routines that I may recommend and then chip away an hour a week or an hour a month at that 20,000 to get that number down until you do in fact get to zero. So that means check your inbox regularly. And then if there's time on the weekends, take maybe a hundred of those 20,000 emails and label them where they're supposed to go. And then maybe next week you do another batch until you get it all down. I have shortcuts for that as well. So I would say an hour per thing, per category to just get the structure set up. And then the cleanup can happen over time. Yes. Well, that's great. And I think it's something that like, if someone's listening right now, that's Mm -hmm. only three grooves away. You could be listening to this podcast right now while walking your dog. And by the afternoon, you could Mm -hmm. be ready to go with these systems in place. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, back to the the normally programmed questions that I have for you. It's time for us to talk about who has been on your team along the way as you've built your own business. Who is so I wanna I wanna know who is one creative entrepreneur that has been rooting you on or you've been inspired by along the way. Tell me who they are, and then I'm going to dig a little deeper in a second. Well, they are a fellow grouper. 
my gosh. Rookie to Johnny of Affirm for the Culture. She yes. we met when she inquired for me to set up workflows for her in a CRM software a couple years ago. And then we could just kind of hit it off and became friends and just kept the momentum. And now we're best friends and we're accountability partners and we groove daily. They're on a groove right now as we're doing this podcast. And she has been such an amazing um, benefit to my life as a creative entrepreneur, because one, she's a trademark attorney with lots of knowledge and experience about protecting my smarts, protecting my brand, protecting, you know, my impact. And it's been so important uh, to me to have that. And if Mm. I were to say two creative entrepreneurs, I would have to say she, Ricky Tijani, um, Decora Davis, and Ify Ibekwe, who are all trademark attorneys, all previous clients of mine. And we've all just kind of really had a great time on Groove and their collective knowledge as trademark attorneys. We've just develop these friendships and accountability. We pray with each other. We support each other. You know, we send each other inspiration. We get feedback from each other about things that we're working on in our life and our businesses and just really support each other. And I feel like the things that I've gotten from those relationships has just been like, seeing myself and that there's nothing wrong with me, that I'm not the only one experiencing a hardship or I have some, I do have small wins to cheer on and, and be proud of. Cause sometimes when you're on your own, it can feel like very lonely and you feel like, Oh, I'm the only one going through this hardship. And when you hear other people's stories and they're being open and transparent about things that are going on in their lives, you get to see, Oh, I'm actually not alone. I'm not on this path by myself. There are other people going through this. You can see yourself in other people's journeys and, and exchanges that you have with them. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And I also just love this friendship. Like it's so cool to understand the background on this friendship now Mm -hmm. too. I mean, I've seen you all grooving together and I've been like, Hey, that's fun groove, but it's so cool to, to hear the background on that. And I think that's such a powerful thing for Mm -hmm. someone to touch you in a way that says, wow, I'm, I'm not the other, I'm only one going through hard stuff. I'm not the only one that is questioning these things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm curious if you had to kind of like bundle it into a, a neat little lesson to share with someone that's listening and, mm-hmm. and put it on them like, hey, you out there listening, mm-hmm. how would you bundle that lesson to share with them so that they could take, you know, take that inspiration today? Always see the bright side of things, be optimistic and put yourself first, listen Mm. to your body, get the rest that you need and really prioritize self-care as an entrepreneur, however that looks to you, whether that's a walk, meeting on Groove with friends to talk and pray with each other, you know, hanging out with your kid, prioritize self-care. I've learned that the most from being in that type of Groove setting and learning from those like. Amazing. Well, I'm going to just piggyback right off of that question and ask you a little bit about who another creative entrepreneur is that you're maybe admiring from afar. You're like, hey, I like what you're up to. There's yeah. something special. And what have you, yeah, what have you gotten out of that um, that relationship, even if it's maybe they don't even know who you are? <laughs> well, they do not know who I am. 
Okay, you know, maybe one day. I'm just I'm a nobody. I'm just a number, probably. No, no we don't have we don't we don't do that here. <laughs> well, you are I, a somebody. <laughs> I'm definitely a somebody, but I just they I they definitely don't know who I am. But I would have to say there is a YouTuber that I admire so much, and that is Ali Abdal. If you hear this, I love you. And and he is such a positive person and mm. such a really good down-to-earth person. He talks about productivity. I love productivity. I'm starting to YouTube more. And he's just been a really big inspiration as someone who just doesn't gatekeep his knowledge mm. or gatekeep you know, strategies and information. And he really just tells it like it is. And I've learned so many great things from him about just being your authentic self and not focusing, sweating the small stuff and really mm-hmm. doing things that really bring a positive impact to your life and the lives of others. I love that. And I think that magic, that skill of not gatekeeping and mm-hmm. seeing the world in a, as a place of like, let me share out a generosity. It's a skill. Yeah. It's something mm-hmm. that like some people are born with and they just automatically do it off exactly. of that. And other mm-hmm. people notice it in others and then say, oof, I want to be more like that. And they start to learn that practice. And so I think, yeah, it's really cool to hear what Ollie's Ollie's Mm -hmm. been doing. I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but there was this concept of a giving plate. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. So there's, I wonder if I've heard this. A listener is going to be like, oh, I heard this at a previous episode, (laughs) but maybe I was just having a conversation about it recently. I'm not sure. The concept is basically, it's, it's something you could look up if you just look up the giving plate or if mm-hmm. you go on Etsy. I used to be an Etsy business owner. And so I would see them pop up on my mm-hmm. feed of like cool things other people were creating. But a giving plate is essentially a plate that has like instructions on it. So if you were to go to a friend's house with like if you went to Rookie's house with the giving plate and you had a nice pile of brownies on it mm-hmm. and you were going over for a dinner party and you brought over the brownies and then Rookie would then have the plate. So it would be on her then to share that plate with someone else. And so the mm-hmm. plate would continue to get passed around and around. And you would hope that you would never end up with a plate again because it just kept on going and adding oh, wow. joy so cool. to people's lives. Yeah. And, you know, I think a plate is such a great example of it too, because, you know, there's like a gathering, there's an experience around it for someone to then mm-hmm. give it to someone else. And it's a thoughtful thing. And so yeah. when I think about people like Ali who share and they don't expect mm-hmm. anything in return. They, he never expects to get that plate back. Mm-hmm. And yet they continue to give the plate out. And I think that's, yeah, what a what a beautiful gift to receive it and to be someone that gets to witness that in someone else and then take that inspiration yeah. into your own life. Mm-hmm. So, oh, God, I love giving plates. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. I could talk to you forever and ever. And <laughs> I think there have just been so many nuggets that people can start working on today. And yeah. it sounds like you've got some pretty cool stuff on your website. So can you tell us a little bit about where they can find those shortcuts? Yeah. And maybe where they can find you on YouTube. So if they want to follow up and ask questions, we know yeah. where to find you. <laughs> I am everywhere online at right. <laughs> Organize Your Empire. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest and YouTube at Organize Your Empire. On my website, I have 
resources and templates for systems like Airtable, ClickUp, Google Drive, uh, trainings for email inbox organizations so you can get back to inbox zero, the time yes. blocking things, the filing system things, all the things, as well as ways to consult and have me set up your workflows one-on-one. And that is also at organizeyourempire.com. I love how organized this is, that everything's <laughs> the same everywhere. That makes total sense. And it's a great practice. Yes. <laughs> well, Crystal, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I hope to see you in a groove again soon. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's me again. Thanks so much for taking some time at our day for this conversation. If you're feeling inspired after today's episode, I invite you to thank someone who's made a big difference for you. Send them a note or give them a shout out on social media. It would make my day and probably theirs too. If you want to start grooving, visit groove.ooo, like out of office, to co-work with some of the cool guests on this show and other creative entrepreneurs like them. If you liked this episode, spread the word and be sure to tag at Groove Coworking so we can give you some love back. As always, I'm sending you good vibes and high fives.